All right, another episode. Please welcome my guest. I think he is 5 and 0 currently at the middleweight or super welterweight division. Uh middleweight, but I'm I'm my next fight I'm going to go ahead and go down to super welter though. You going to do super welter. All right. So yeah. on my on my on the, on the podcast today is Sam Arnold the 3rd. Peace brother, how you doing? Good, how you doing? Man, life is good, man. It's a blessing. I, I appreciate the uh opportunity to sit here and do this interview with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Man, I Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. So, so what got you into boxing? Uh, I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri, which everybody knows is a boxing city with a deep boxing background. I come from a boxing family. So, as a kid, I didn't have a choice. It was just a part of our culture to box. But at around 10 years old, 11 years old, I knew this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Okay. Okay. Word, word, word. So, when you say it's, 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 it's tradition, Explain what your background is. Like, who's the who's the father or the grandfather or the uncles that that box? Right. So my grandfather, he uh, well, my grandfather, he was just like a guy who knew a lot about boxing. Taught my dad the game. Then my dad, he was a boxer, amateur boxer, and uh, I had a lot of cousins who were also amateur boxers coming up with me. So my uncles and from my grandfather passing it down to my dad, he passed it down to me and my cousins, and then. They really made us boxing, though. Like, we went to nationals as kids and things like that. So, as an amateur, I'm a seven-time national champion. So, they really wanted us to pursue boxing deeper than they did. Mm-hmm. They just knew the game real deep. And uh, a guy named Keith Abdul Kawi, which is uh, a world – I mean, not a world he, – he had a world champion. Soon to have two, but uh, – yeah, he had a world champion in St. Louis, and he coached over 40 national champions. So uh, rest in peace to Coach Keith. He instilled that in a lot of us, too. Word, word. Rest in peace to uh, Coach Keith as well. Um, your amateur background, tell me about it. So what, what did you start at? Did you start at uh, Golden Glove, Silver Glove? Okay, okay. Ten years old, uh, I, I just fought in everything, like everything. Uh, seven-time national champion. I've been ranked. Number one in the nation three times. My first fight, I was 10. My last fight, I was 16. So uh, I had a long amateur career, a lot of fights. Only had nine losses. Only uh, lost one time uh, on, a, like, the big stage. But uh, I was one of the most winning amateurs of my career with a 90% win ratio on the national level. Yeah, I thought it was crazy when I looked at when I was looking, trying to do some research on you. And I said, seven-time national champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, it sound it sound easy, but it's actually a hard thing to do. No, that shit's hard to keep repeating over and over and over yeah. again. People, people don't people don't get that about boxing. This ain't this it ain't it ain't just some shit you just wake up and and, and do. There's other people that's on that's on that's on on your ass about what you're doing. Right. So Definitely. so you you always being haunted, and everybody know when people know who you are, they always want to get that spot. They always right. look for that spot. So right. what what made you decide to turn pro? Um, the pandemic, the pandemic, uh, really kept pushing the national tournaments back, and uh, a lot of guys in my era, like they were going pro, and I accomplished so much as an amateur. Um, I was just like, man, I see them going pros. I can beat those guys better than they were. That was just it was just like on a competitive note. And then uh, Coach Dewey Cooper, which is a, a world world championship coach who I work with also uh he was like all right you, you want to have your pro debut uh we having a show in Mexico 
And then I prayed about two weeks. It wasn't no looking back since then. Word, word, word. How are you liking it as a as a pro now? Uh, I'm starting to like it more being on the big stage because I'm starting to uh, – I can see the de- development. Uh, last year was the first year off the pandemic, so a lot of fights canceled, which always pretty, like, hard mentally going through that. But uh, this year, everything going good. Everything going good. Uh, I got a lot of good big things coming up. My next fight, uh, June 18th, on the Jamal Charlo on the card. I just fought at Cowboy Stadium. So it's like the things I prayed for and manifest is starting to come to life now. So all I got to do is work hard and execute. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all. All you got to do is keep to keep doing what you're doing and get better as you go along. So, so explain, explain your style to me. Is it boxer? Is it, is it counter puncher? Is it aggressive? Do you fight? What is it? Um, I would say, well, I'm a boxer puncher. Like I'm a pure boxer, but everybody knows who sparred me or seen me fight. Like I could knock people out. I can hurt people. I could <laughs> drop people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not the type of fighter that want to get hit a lot. So I would say a boxer puncher. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes I like to switch stance a little bit, mainly just a boxer puncher, really use my jab, keep my range, you know, move around the ring. Sometimes I can uh, be a little more aggressive, but yeah, pretty much a boxer puncher. Okay. Growing up, coming up through the AMs and, and everything, did you get a chance to get any advice from the from the Corey Spinks's or any of those guys? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Corey Spinks. I call Corey Spinks anytime here, pick up and give me advice. Uh, there's somebody who... I really need to start going down there and go ahead and keep working with and lock in with. But, yeah, Corey Spinks, man, uh, Devin Alexander, Earl Spence, a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devin Alexander is another one from the Lou um, to tap in with. But Corey Spinks was was a really, really good boxer. You know? Yeah, so um, when, I was, when I was young, I uh, like, like I, I've been living in Dallas, too. So it was like half and half, really, like. I'm, everybody know I'm from St. Louis originally, but like Dallas is like my home just as well as St. Louis. So like Earl Spence, I grew up him around, you know what I'm saying? Seeing him around, you know, uh, a lot of things like uh, it's, it's it's like, you know, I got my people here. I got my people in St. Louis, basically, you know. Do you get, have you had a chance to spar with, with Errol? No, I want to. Uh, I asked him, but I'm going to ask him again, man. But you know, everything got its time. I just fought guys like Sean Porter, Tony Harrison, a lot of guys. So when you, you know, asked not, when you when you asked Errol, what did he say? Uh, when I asked him, I was younger, so I was like, man, he was like, man, you gotta. I want you to walk around at a certain amount of weight, because you know I was number one in the country. I thought I could spar us, and I thought you know I could do everything, but uh, you know it's levels to boxing. So he was oh, like, yes, I want, I want you to uh. I want you to walk around at a certain weight, uh, and then, and then I'll spar you. And then, yeah, because yeah, you know he 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 wanna he he gonna wanna fight. Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. But uh, yeah, but hopefully I do get to get that in this year. I'm pretty sure I will, though. Yeah, definitely. I believe I believe you will at some point. You know, you just gotta you just gotta get yourself established and, and right. get settled and get settled into it. Um, the, the, the Arrow being such a cool customer and a cool guy. Did he, what, did he ever sit down and give you some game, or did you pick up any game from him when you were around him? Yeah, all the time. He just tell me stuff like uh, what not to, what not to do. You know, what I'm saying to stay focused. And even guys like Maurice Hooker and 
things like that. Like it, it, it's it's a lot of guys, man. Uh, Tony Harrison, a lot of those guys, they always gave the game like man, the typical stuff, man. Stay on focus, stay on track, stay focused, man. Listen to your dad. Yeah. Use your jab, you know things like that. Now, how often do you spar? Um, I start to pick it up when I, when I get closer to the fight, and then okay. uh, I slow down. But probably like twice a week, or okay. but sometimes three though. I spar twice during the weekend on a weekend. Okay, so when you spar, just like just like light sparring and go over certain techniques and just, drills. Just some days we jab spar, but uh. Some days I got my guys who I know, so I won't go crazy. On some days I might go to a gym where there's 50 people cheering against me. I don't care about they fighting, so it's just different <laughs> things. Yeah. I see. I see you. You want to be one of them ones, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. yeah, definitely, man. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong right. with it. Earn, earn your spot. Earn your keep. There's nothing yes, wrong sir. with that. Uh, so coming up in boxing, who are the guys that you're inspired by? Um, Earl was one, uh, man, really, just, I really got motivated because I came up like Floyd Mayweather era, so like, uh, Floyd, um, it was just a lot of inspiration, but I'm more of a guy that like old school boxers, though, like, uh, Ray Leonard, you know, Ali, like, I really like the old school style of boxing, like, boxing, like, the cross block, and, you know what I'm saying, the yeah. swift, speed, good jab things like that so uh it was Arch, just a Archie Moore Archie Moore yep. guys like that right Archie yep. Moore is one of my favorite Archie Moore uh Marvin Hagler those are those are some of my yeah, favorites yeah yeah sure. yeah yeah so um what was I gonna ask you 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 went up you started did you start at 154 and went up to 160 or did you start at 160 and then go down my first fight was at 154 then okay. I went up to 160 uh but my next camp, I'm a, but I'm not fighting for a title or anything. So you know, what I'm saying it's not no use of me cutting weight super hard. So uh, I just been fighting at 160. It's comfortable. Okay. I feel strong. I'm still real cut and lean when I make the weight. Cool, cool, cool. It, 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 so you prefer to just be at 160 for now? Yeah, for now, yeah. But okay. uh, after this fight, I'm gonna see. But if not, I'm gonna go ahead and just stay at 160. You're not a small dude though. You like you just like what six two, six three? Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So that's another reason why it's it's like 160 not a bad option, you know. So I'm still a good size for that weight, either weight. But hell, uh, hell yeah, you got time to grow into that and, and, and move up quite a few weight classes, man. You'll have right. you, you'll be able to do a lot, man. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So it, when you're in the gym right now, you said that you have guys that kind of keep you balanced so you don't make the mistake of uh, uh, sparring too hard. Yeah, for sure. Are there times where you where you overdo it and you go 100%? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You got to slow that down, bro. You don't want to you don't yeah. want to burn out. You don't want to burn right. out too quick. Yeah. One uh, one sec, I just need to get a charge real quick. Hold on. I'll uh, pause it. All right. Besides Errol Spence, is there anybody else you would like to spar currently? Um, yeah, I like to spar like some of the top dudes. It's like at middleweight and stuff like that, like Charlo, mm -hmm. different things, different guys like that. But, you know, when you spar those type of guys, you got to take it to where like it's experience. You know, I just spar world champion, things like that, but 
I just try to learn stuff from them. Like, I, I use my full arsenal like I'm going against anybody else. But, like, let's just say one of those guys get the best of me or anything like that. But uh, I just think of it as a learning experience, really. That's all it is. That's all it is. And right. it's, it's just it's still sharpening steel. That's all it really is. You know, you're learning yeah. from some. You're learning from someone who may have, who has a a a, a deeper tool belt or a deeper toolbox, right. and you're just picking up those things as you go along as well. So from every person that you're around, you just you just learning from them. It, you never should take it as a loss or anything like that. You know, that's what boxing is is the lonely one of the loneliest sports there is besides uh, uh, mixed martial arts MMA. So. Right you have to be able to understand that every 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 fight or every not every yeah every fight and every sparring uh, session is just you learning something from the next person you're, you're borrowing things you're t- you're fine-tuning your own skill set until you get it correct right yeah for sure yeah that's how I think of it I really think of it like my mindset to where I won't like overly get anxious for a fighter so I'm not thinking of it like at the uh, a task that I got to handle to go to the next level, really, like doing schoolwork or something like that. I don't really think of it as a fight. Like, I used to think of it as, man, I'm going to go in here when I want everybody's name, which was a good mindset because I was still winning and doing good. But it's just a different level and it's much more dangerous. So I just think of it as go ahead, lock in, handle business. I'm going to go to the next level. Every time I win, I'm moving up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Away from boxing, like, what do you do to wind down, bro? Like, what do you do when you when you're not boxing? How do you how do you chill out and decompress from this shit? Because I know y'all got to be high high wired all the time. I know y'all up and, yeah, and that sure. shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I got I got my small circle of people. We do we do fun stuff like we have barbecue. I got a swimming pool in my backyard. We like to go shopping. Like to go to this uh. Uh, go to some nice parks, you know, sightsee different parts of the city. Uh, we like to travel. Like we went to New York. Uh, we we travel a lot, so we go different places. But uh, for real, that's just that. Uh, try different food at different restaurants. You yeah. know, take pictures, get nice clothes, just different things like that. Yeah, just do regular fly shit. Regular fly right. shit. Yeah. 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 So, so your you know, like, your small circle is it just people from Dallas and from from back home in the Lou? Yeah, it's, it's people from like I got a team called New Money Camp. It's like boxers from a few different places, like mainly like the DFW area. Uh, we got one dude from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and then we got the rest of them from like St. Louis and the East St. Louis area and stuff like that. So, uh. Just like my cousins that, that live down here with me, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, we'll go to somewhere with some girls or something like that. Just chill stuff. Like, we don't smoke, drink, uh, club, or nothing like that for real. Like, if we do, it's it's probably a rare occasion, like clubbing or something, not smoking or drinking. That's never nothing. But uh, just clean, like, good, cool stuff, like going yeah. bowling, stuff like that. Are you competitive in everything? Bowling, golf, everything? Yeah, definitely. I had just went bowling last night with this girl. She was kind of mad because I beat her, but uh, yeah, no, nah, for sure. I'm a, I'm a, I'm competitive, but like, I'm not the type of person that like to make people feel uncomfortable though. So like, certain stuff I won't be competitive in. But yeah, yeah, yeah you dial it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. So being from St. Louis, do you get a lot of people being jealous about about you making this transition to being a boxer and everything? Or is, or is it pretty cool when you go home? It's pretty cool when I go home. But, uh, I mean, if it is any jealousy, it's from, like, other boxers that, like, that I passed up or something like that. But pretty much it's all love because, you know what I'm saying, I just kill them with kindness, really, you know. I just yeah. kill them with kindness. Genuine. A lot of those people, people I don't open up doors with, so uh, open up doors for us. So, like, even if they hating or I feel like they is, they they ain't going to bring it to light, though, because uh, they it's really like, how you going to hate on somebody who put you on? But, you know, you still got to be cautious of people like that. But mm-hmm. I, I got a pretty positive mindset, man. I just think of everything. I pray all the time for safety. I pray for everybody, really. And uh, I just try to make everything stay positive And just, I just want to do something like bigger than boxing, be something positive for young black people, really, man. Yes, That's sir. All. I just want to show people, like, I was a regular, I, I, I am a regular person, but I'm starting to transfer over to, like, being a pro boxer and stuff, which don't make me not a regular person, but it just means, like, if you can go from being, a regular kid going to school, some, some, some. I ain't get to go to all the parties. I ain't get to do all this. But uh, if you just take those sacrifices and just pray and manifest the stuff that you want, it'll come true. Like it's no way that it won't. That's a fact, man. That's a fact, and you doing it. You doing it correctly. Is there any business, any business ventures you're trying to get into now? Because it's sounding like you're trying to starting to trying to, like you're trying to get your mindset into getting into making money through other mediums and things definitely like uh i make money through social media like posting monetization and stuff like that uh mm. i make i got i got some other young fighters coming up under me i don't make money off them or anything like that but uh definitely like that's gonna be something i branch off into but uh man it really just boxing sponsorships uh and just really, I just been focused on boxing for real. But it's a lot of things. I got my own merchandise and things like that. So uh, okay. really, just just really putting my steady putting myself out there. I'm collaborating with a lot of brands and things like that. So mm-hmm. steady putting my name out there and stuff. And then you know things will come. Some and just networking and stuff like that. So things will come. It's nothing in particular. Uh, okay. I got I, I got a lot of people that's helping me move the right way and that could give me into a lot of stuff but i'm really just start trying to make that transition over into being comfortable and winning and dominating as a pro boxer as of right now okay okay i'm gonna go back like a couple weeks the erickson lubin versus fundora fight did you watch that yes what, what did you think of it i thought erickson lubin uh he looked pretty tired like early in the fight I think he sat there a little too long. He did show a lot of heart. He showed a lot of heart. But I feel like if he would have boxed more clean and put his punches together more clean, the knockdown that he scored uh, could have been a knockout and he could have finished Fondora. I feel like he sat there and took a little too many punches. But, uh, I mean, he, he kind of exposed Fondora. But then again, Erickson Lubin is a good fighter. So I don't know if that's really hard to say. But both of them showed a lot of heart, showed them hot dangerous boxing is, but uh, they showed a lot of people that, but I feel like Erickson Lubin, a little 
chinny, really. But I feel like he's a great fighter, though, and I think he'll be back, though. He can be. It's a lot of. It's a lot more guys that I feel like he can still be. Yeah, I um, I picked Fundora to win that fight just because. Yeah. Um, I kind of knew some stuff in the background about Fundora, you know, being like a real rugged, tough, like real rugged and tough yeah. type of dude. And there's no disrespect to to Lubin to say that he's not. It's just that right. I, I kind of knew. I kind of knew more of the backstory with Fondor and I was like man this might be a bad fight for him to take you know yeah, what I mean for sure. and, and and with Fondora you're talking about a guy who's not gonna stop he's gonna keep uh, doing what he's gonna keep doing and that's and, that's trying to fuck you up yeah and he a tall southpaw something that you don't see every day too no so. you don't he's a unicorn he's one of those unicorns right. in boxing you know and what I was expecting Lubin to do was to go under and get under his punches, which would throw Fandora off. He didn't do right. it. Not at all. Not at all. He just leaned a lot of his weight for. He took a lot of unnecessary punishment, and I felt like that's what did it. But and there was a lot of holes in Lubin's defense, and it was kind of lot. it was kind of bad for me to watch it because, like I said, I did pick Fandora, but once you start saw his saw his face start swelling, I was like, man, this this is gonna go bad. Yeah, man. not for sure. I like by. Yeah, once I start seeing that, I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, here, was here like, it come. Like, yeah, I was like, here yeah. it come. Um, and then he dropped Fondor in, in, in the seventh round. I was like, okay, now 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 this could turn out to be something. Now 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 this may get dirty. It may get a little bit dirty for both right. of them. And then Fondor was just like, no, I'm just going to take control of this. And he's going to have to be able to not just push me off of him, but he's going to have to be able to uh, get me out of here. And Fondor right. being with all that shit, he just kept doing what he was doing, just chopping them down, chopping them down. Yeah. He got him. Yeah, that was definitely a, a good performance by both fighters, though. It was, man. Um, I wish I wish Erickson Lubin the best. He's a good fighter. Um, definitely. I just I, I wish there was somebody else that he could have fought instead of taking that fight. You know, that was one of those fights yeah, me where too. yeah, I, that was a fight I just I was just like, man, I just don't think this is a good fight for him. You know, it's not no, to say that he couldn't beat him. I just feel like right. Fondor Fun is, is that's that's the one of them dudes is like an animal. You know what I mean? And right. and you got to have, you got to have a lot of shit to throw at him on a night when you're gonna when you're going up against him. Right. No, is that sure. is that a dude that you would like to spar, Fondor? Yeah. Yeah. Some some <laughs> guys some guys is like, uh, like. like Earl and them, they like out of the picture kind of because you know that they're in their early 30s, they're on that way. But some guys I look at as no more like future opponents type thing. So he's a tall dude, he's close to me in weight. He's not that old, he's probably like 20 something, 25, 20, you know. So I look at some dudes I don't want to spar because I think oh, I might have to fight him one day. But definitely, if they anybody that want to uh, get some work in, definitely I'm down to get some work. Talk that shit, cause I think you should yeah. with him. Him and uh, was the other one, Diego Pacheco. I think you should. Yeah, get yeah, some yeah. Work so here. I tried to uh, get some work in with him in L.A. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, happened? somebody tried to set it up, but they told me the coach didn't want me to spar him when he seen my page. But I don't know though. I don't know him personally, but that's just what the person who was trying to set it up told me. He was like, "Nah, they don't want to spar." So. Uh, I don't know though. 
Yeah, it could be that they may, you may be someone that they got to deal with down the line, and they don't. Yeah, yeah, see what's he really close, going close on. in age, close in weight. I yeah. checked him out. I checked him out. He he pretty good. You know, so I give everybody probably they good. I ain't gonna talk down on no fighter. Uh, of course, I think I can beat everybody, anybody, any man that step across the ring from me. But uh, you know, they he he a pretty uh good tough fighter. Okay. In the amateurs, when you were in the amateurs, when did you know that you wanted to? Was it the pandemic, or did you know before the pandemic that you wanted to turn pro? It was like, like right, like towards the end, right after the pandemic, because they kept pushing the USA Nationals back. They kept pushing the tournaments back, and it seemed like it wasn't going to be another tournament for another year. We already had waited a year, and they canceled it, and then. Man, I have, I, it was like a long time with no fights. And, uh, man, I just like, man, I want to turn pro. When I seen those other guys turning pro, I was like, man, I could beat those guys way better than they are because I was way better than them in the amateurs. Mm. And we are the same age. And a lot of guys, like, the turning pro young thing, uh, it got popularized from certain fighters. But a lot of guys did that to duck the amateurs, believe it or not. Like, it was guys who couldn't win. Like, I would be at their weight division or and it'd be like somebody else. But when I was at a weight division, like, nobody, it was for sure, like, you wasn't going to win. Like, I, I won, all I won. Like, that was what I did. Like, uh, like so a lot of guys, What weight they, class they did you fight at in the amateurs? What weight class did you fight at? Uh, I fought at Junior Mill, 145, then I moved up to 154. Then when I turned uh, youth, which is 17, 18, I fought at 152. So I barely got to fight youth, 17, 18, because I turned pro when I was – my birthday is April, so March, before I turned 18, I was 17 still, I uh, turned pro. Okay. And the pandemic happened, so that, that canceled a lot of that time. Okay. How many fights are you looking to have for the rest of the year? How many you want? Two, three? Uh, I got this one right here. So this is going to be my third fight this year. Okay. Really? Uh, I really, on a calendar year from like, let's say, because how they measure it in boxing, they do it in a calendar year instead of like January to December. But at least four more fights, at least four more. Oh, so yeah. you must plan on knocking people out then, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the ultimate way to win. So that's what we're going for. But that, I'm not like the type of guy that's just looking for a knockout all the time. You know, I could, I just know I got good power and I can box pretty good. But yeah, yeah for sure, to stay active for sure. That's what I got to do. That's what I'm looking for. Absolutely, absolutely. So do you work on your speed drills and your snap and everything? Yeah, definitely. Like the main things we, uh, we, just work on every day is fundamental. Turning over punches, defense, mm-hmm. rolling, uh, twisting the hips with the shots, stepping with the shots, bringing your hands back to the right place. Like, that's one thing that I think separate me and my team from other people because, like, we never just go a day where we just float through the mist. Bah, 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 bah. Like, some of the flashy stuff that I post, those are just, like, little seconds of what we do. But, like, what I work on every day is fundamentals, like to get better, turning over my punches, bringing my hands back, jab, using the jab, jab, sparring, head movement every day. So those are the type of things I work on. All right. Question for you. 
Bud Crawford, Errol Spence, who you got? Man, I think that's a 50-50 fight. Mm -hmm. But I got to ride with Errol, though. <laughs> I, I got to ride with Errol, man. That's my man. I, but shout out to Terrence Crawford because uh, he one time as an amateur, he came and brought his whole team over there to sit down and watch me fight when I was about 13 years old. So shout out to Bud Crawford. Uh, some of his family members I'm pretty – me and my dad pretty uh cool with. I fought his cousin one time in the amateurs. You know, they had the team Bud Crawford stuff with him and everything. So they they uh, they wasn't gonna give me that decision. Uh but yeah, man, shout out to Bud Crawford. He's a great fighter. For real, I think how I feel about it, I think Bud is the more one punch knockout puncher than Earl. Because if you look at their fights, but I think uh if you go to twelve, I think Earl can. I think Earl can pull it off, though. Yeah, Earl, Earl going to go in there. He's going to go in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Nah, he said, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> you want that payback yeah. for losing in the amateurs. I see what you want. Yeah. yeah, I see you want some get back. I see what you yeah. want, man. You dirty. You dirty, man. You dirty for that. Yeah, but I, I ask people that just to get their just to get their thoughts on that fight. Some people say 50 yeah. 50. Uh, some people, they lean one way or the other for whatever reason it is. Um, I think it's going to be one of the best fights that we get this year yeah, if, they, if, they, if, we get it, if we get it this year. Um, I think it might be the, the best fight because we haven't we – we, there aren't too many high-level competitive fights out there. Um, and, the guys, and the guys that we want to see fight – they aren't fighting. Everybody's turning away and acting like they can't see each other, and that's right. kind of that's kind of hurting the sport of boxing. But um, I think that's a fight where Terrence Crawford has so many styles and skills that he can do, and then you got you got Errol, who's like, "Look, I'm, I'm not coming in here to play around with you. I'm gonna warm up for the first couple of rounds, and then after that, I'm gonna be a heat seeking missile. I'm gonna try to get you up out of here." So. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and, I know both of them got to be on their A game to fight each other. Though you know it, like that super A game. Man. Yeah, no flaw, no nothing. No, nope. got to be all everything. No, nope. because both of them can punch. Right, and if either one of them slack for a second, that's too long. That can be a fight. That can be the fight right there. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I, I definitely know that Terrence. You know, he's very, very, very sharp. He's very sharp, but you know he like he likes to take chances as well. So I think it's going to be a, a really a really great fight. Who else? Yeah, sure, what you think about this Cambosos Haney, Haney fight coming up? Man, uh, I, I hope just because like he an African American uh, fighter and stuff, and all the odds against him, I hope he go over there and handle business. But I don't know, man. I don't know he. It's, it's a pretty tough fight, but I think he should be able to pull it off with the reach and the skills. Yeah, I think I think he's uh I think Devin is 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 highly skilled and and he yeah. should be he should be able to he should be able to get that in a shutout and, and and give out some damage at the same time. The only thing is is he's a fish out of water. You know what I mean? He's going over right. to somebody else's country, not not a state. He's going to another country. Yeah. So it's a it's a lot to be said about that, but um, I will be tuning in after I take care of my mom and everything. Make sure she's straightened out and everything. But I will be tuned in for that fight. I really want to yeah, see that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, me too. 
I, I, that's a good fight. Uh, I don't know who's going to win, but hopefully he can pull it off. Cambosis is tricky, man. We, we sit yeah, here and look yeah. at him like like the dude don't know what he's doing. But, you know, he, 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 he can box. He can box, you know. And I and I don't want to I don't want to put nothing past him because people are looking at him like there ain't much there, but he's at the top for a reason, you know. Right, right. It's a lot of things you got to go through before you even get to that big level of boxing. So talk about it. People understand that. Uh, then they understand why you can't call a top fighter or a top contender a bum. Yeah, but they would. But hey, man. They ain't gonna know that because they never. A lot of these people never had a fight before, right? And, and like, when, when, when you ain't never had to do nothing like that, when you never had to strap up your laces and get in there and get punched in the mouth and get hit in the mouth and try to return it, it's a lot. It's, right. it's totally different. It's totally different. Even so it's easier for you to talk way. about some shit that you ain't never right. done before, or even do a weight cut, even train or run. Or any, a lot of people have to do anything like this. So. uh yeah, man, it's just you got to be a part of it or be around it to really understand it. Yeah, I came up doing some some street fighting, then turned into like love and boxing, and, right. and I, I was like, man, this shit is totally different from what from what yeah, you see. Yeah, once you're behind it's, the scenes, yeah, and it's a real grind too, man. Like it, it's yeah, it it's it's so many different things to learn about boxing, you know, that people don't really a understand. Lot. Even even when I watch it on TV and I listen to like the sports casters or the commentators, you like they don't really know what's actually going on. They don't know the, the what's why's in the house. They just saying what what they see, but they don't know why that's right. why that, the breakdown of why it's really happening. How that how these guys are getting to the point where they are. You know what I mean? So it's it's a lot that goes into boxing that people don't understand. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, like you say, you got to be you got to really like. You got to be like a guy like you or a guy like me to really understand what's really going on. Absolutely. And, and, and thorough. Cause man, if, if you give me a day out, Sam, I, and I, if, I, if I don't have nothing to do, I'm going to drink right. some, I'm going to drink some wine and watch boxing all day. I swear. Right. I swear. That's, that's all I sit here and do. You know what I mean? I watch old school fighters. I watch some of the young guys. Um, I sit here all day and watch that shit because I, I just love it that much. Yeah. Is there a, is, gotta be. Yeah. Is there a fighter that you love to watch? Uh really uh like Felix Trinidad. Okay. Uh Sugar Ray, Roy. And I just like I love I'm a fan of the sport like you. Like I like to watch everybody really. Okay. What you think about David Benavidez? I think he is a good fighter. He is definitely a good fighter, but not just because, like, he a good fighter, but because, like, the things he accomplished at a young age. Like, people don't know 20 is a young age to be world champion. So, hands off to him. I think – I think I don't think he could beat Charlo because I see – I can see, like, you got to be a boxer to see the flaw. You know, everybody just see him as a big beast and stuff like that, which he is, but I can see the – where he could be capitalized at too. And uh I feel like he rely on his chin a lot. He rely on his chin a lot. He rely on his power. But uh I feel like he definitely a beast though. He a beast though. Not taking nothing away from him. But I just don't think he can beat the big Charlo. No, definitely not. You don't think you don't and, think he can uh, beat Big Charlo? 
No, nah, because you got to understand, like, Charlo, they they got a lot more experience. They're more mature and in the ring. But then you got to think, David Benavidez, match everybody who he fought against Charlo and see what he'll do to them. He'll look, right, he he going to tear their ass up, too. That's what I'm saying. So, But but you, you can know, say the same thing about a, a lot of the, a lot of these guys. You say put yeah, them guys can, in front of David can. Benavidez, and, and he going to wipe that's, them out. That's what I'm saying. Like, David Benavidez is definitely uh, – Good, tough fighter. He accomplished a lot at a young age. I'm not taking anything away from him. Like I, I, I look up to him in certain ways. I look up to all boxers in certain ways. Take some from him. Take some from Charlo. But I just don't think he can beat Charlo now. I'm not saying he won't never be able to beat him, but just as of right now, from what I've seen so far, I don't think so. But you never know in boxing. Only take one punch. That's it. That's it. That's all it takes. One, one punch. I think that would be a good fight if they could pull it off. I would love to see that fight. Yeah, I would love to see yeah. that fight. Hopefully, at least uh, Benavidez gets Kayla Plant. Uh, yeah, for sure. I want to see that fight too. Yeah, I feel like he he just probably run over Kayla Plant. But <laughs> then again, Kayla Plant uh, is pretty skillful, so you gotta give him his props too. Hell yeah, he, he's a highly skilled boxer, but. Yeah, you ain't gonna it ain't gonna be too much running you can do, man. No, nah, not at all, not at all. Especially yeah. against a big strong guy like Benavidez. And he uses his jab too. People keep forgetting. Yeah, he that. does. Yeah, he does. He does. And he, he actually got deceptive speed too and power. Like everybody knows he got power. He actually got deceptive speed, like how fast his punches is. Yeah. A lot of times people think like tall fighters slow, but or their punches look different, but it's just because how long their arms is, really. That's but, all. Yeah, that's, that's all. And once David gets close enough to put them punches together, then that's when he starts dishing out more pain. Right. Well, if he get to that point, I don't think uh, Plant will be able to take that. But then mm-hmm. again, Plant, Plant knows his way around the ring, too. So that would just be another good fight to make happen for, uh, like, the PBC side for 168. Yeah, yeah. I would I would love to see David fight Canelo, but we know we already know that's not gonna that's not nah. gonna happen. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the other fight that's coming up Saturday? Uh Stephen Fulton versus uh uh Daniel Roman. I think Stephen Fulton uh gonna handle Benz, but I think he very slept on very yeah. underrated champion. Yeah. You know, unified champion should be pound for pound, but uh, he'll, I get like flowers, he'll get his flowers, though. He's going to get them. He just got to uh, just keep doing what he's doing. They they can only sleep on you for so long. They can't deny him talent, though, if you keep winning. Yeah, and Steph, Steph is very is a highly skilled guy. I talked to uh, I talked to Greg Hackett on an episode about him, and he was like, uh, he said, Steph, he said, Steph is, 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 is cut from the same cloth as uh, Bud is. He say he, he guys from the street, they nice, they mind their business, they give you the shirt off their back. But when they get in that ring, they dogs, and you can't, you can't, yeah, you definitely can't t- he a dog. He, and he showed that in uh, the Figueroa fight and the uh, guy from uh, Mayweather Promotions fight too. Like he can sit in the pocket, he can box. And another thing about Steph, uh, if you look at his box record, like he's been fighting undefeated guys since early in his career too. Yeah. Yeah, they threw yeah, him. Like they threw, they the, threw him uh, in early. Yeah, yeah, he beat the guy Joshua Green like early in his career, yeah. like the uh, guy who carried a pillow to the ring and stuff like yeah. that. Like, yeah, he from he from he from my city. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Joshua Greer, yeah. The night-night pillow and everything. Yeah, yeah, y'all got some good boxes out there, too. Y'all got a lot of legends from the city. Uh, I, I, tr- I went to, I think it was Montel Griffin Gym out there. Oh, and the loss? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I think that was, like, during the pandemic, yeah. I swear, like, his, he had, like, a 175-pounder. I was still an amateur at the time. I was much smaller than him, but it was uh, it was good work, though, because, you know, I, I knew my way around the ring. I had a lot of amateur fights and stuff like that in the Benchmark Pro, so I was about 15. So uh, it was good rounds, though. It was good rounds, definitely. Your, your experience in the amateurs, did it make your transition to the pros a lot easier because you know so much already and you've been, you've been, yeah. you have so many fights? Yeah, mainly because how comfortable I am in the ring. Yeah, like, and you, uh, I just yeah. tell myself, and the different styles I've seen, like I tell myself, like, man, you nervous about fighting? Man, if you was fighting this dude that Golden Gloves right now, what would you do to him? All right, then go ahead and handle business, man. So I, I, it's just little stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because uh, from watching you and then talking to you. You sound very relaxed and calm and sure about it. And I was like, man, his his amateur background has helped him get to a point where he's not worried about it. It's just for it for you for right now making the adjustments once you once you're in right. the ring. Yeah. And it's but it's not only that, it's because I've been around top guys like at a young age, like sparring and things like that. Like I've been around those guys, spar like a lot of world champions, a lot of top guys. So I know what it'll take. I've been trained with them, worked out with them, been around some of the top coaches and worked with the top coaches. So I know what it'll take. And I know what they do compared to what I do. And they don't do no more than I do. Mm. You know, some people I do more than. So uh, they just, it's like confirmation. Like when I go and spar a dude that I see on TV, I'll be like, oh, I can do this to him. Then I go in there and I do it or I go, with a certain world champion track day, I'm like, oh, I track day way harder than his. So mm. it'd be like confirmation that me, my dad, and my team doing the right stuff, really. That's how I think about it. Do, it's do, just me. Do you and your dad and everything? Okay, get more comfortable. Do you and your dad, do you guys talk about that when you say, oh, we do a lot harder on this and this and yeah, that? Right. Yeah, that's the that's the main conversation. Like, oh, okay, we're going to go do track day with them. Then we're gonna spar. Then we do like oh, that wasn't nothing. That's all they do. They fight 12 rounds. We've been doing that since you know a young age, not trying to sound arrogant or anything like that, but uh it's just like like when you on a come up, you just wanna see like, all right, am I doing the right thing? Am mm-hmm. I it, it, I wanna be world champion, but am I am I doing this? So when I go around those people and, and see that I am, it's like wow, like that's like a real blessing though. Like it's a real blessing though. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because and that, and once you get to see it, now you can say, well, either we can take it up or we can take it down or just keep it where it is and 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 and, and proceed with the program. How yeah, often how, sure. do, do you run every day? No, I don't run every day. Okay. So I switch it up. Like uh, con- running on concrete is wearing tear on like your body and back and hips. That's true. So uh. Uh, you got to get a long run in at least twice a week for endurance. But we'll do, like, running on grass, sprints. We'll mix it up, do swim, swimming workouts and things like that. Sometimes we'll just do straight boxing. 
nothing make you more tired than boxing. So nothing. sometimes we do straight boxing. So uh, we just switch it up certain days. But definitely, it's a weekly thing, though. In the future, when you have yourself established, would you open up a gym in St. Louis? Definitely. definitely. And here in Dallas, like where I'm at right now in Dallas, Dallas is not as bad as St. Louis as far as like killing and things like that. But everywhere got their hood. So right now I'm in uh, South Dallas, the hood. It's, it's the close thing to St. Louis in Dallas, you know what I'm saying? So definitely like I'm going to come back for them. Like I, I do a lot for the kids. Like I go talk at schools like this gym I train kids like it's a lot that I do like that's another thing like when you said outside of boxing what do you do to keep you like cool and stuff like that like for me like I love kids like it took me to become a pro and get a little older to just see like I don't know how somebody could hurt a kid or take advantage of a kid or something like that like it's just all love because like kids like if you really just be around kids you'll see how you can just mold their mind into different stuff. And, like, I just want to mold their mind into positivity and just, like, not being lazy and things like that. So uh, that's another thing I do, like, train kids and stuff like that. But definitely open up a gym. Open up not just a gym, but, like, something, like, to where kids, like, from the inner city can see more outside than just the inner city because I know how that is. I've been around that, grew up things like that, but, uh, yeah, I, I just want to do something different for kids, like black kids that haven't been done for real. Yeah. So we we'll get to that point. I got to pay my way through boxing first to get to that point, and then we're going to go from there. All right. I'm a, uh, we gonna, so this is the next question, and we're just going to put this out there, see how you feel about it. Do you plan okay. on being Do you plan on being undisputed champion? For sure. That's the ultimate goal. That's the ultimate goal right there. Really, At 160? 160. If I can go back down to 54, I'll do that. But 160 for sure, 168, 75, the highest I'm going to stop at. Yeah, that's as far so as you're going to go? If I can get those three, yeah. If I can get those three, then that would be the ultimate. That's my ultimate legacy right there. But if I can get two undisputed, I'll be satisfied with that as well. My man. I like, I like, I like how you think, Sam. For sure. I like yeah, so think. like I, I I feel about boxing. I, I think about it like you dominate the level you on. So like I'm done with four rounds or six rounds. I want to be the best fighter that fight on six rounds. I'm not worried about guys who fight twelve rounds right now. Eight rounders, I want to be the best guy who fight eight rounders. You know, 10, 12, then it's like I want to be the best. When I get to 10, 12, it's like I want to be the best in my division. Then it's not saying I don't want to be the best now, but you got to be realistic. Like I'm 19. Only got five fights. So I want to be the best prospect right now. I'm not trying to uh, compete with Charlo and Benavidez and Canelo and those guys like that because they're in a different era, but we fighting at the same time. It's really like I'm still an amateur, you know, and they already made it. They rich, they millionaire. So yeah. uh, I'm trying to get to where they at. But if I get to where they at and they still where they at, then, you know, it's any man in my way at that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got the right idea of it. You got the right idea. Yes, sir. The, uh, and your next fight is uh, on Charlo's car, right? Like you said? Yes, sir. Okay. Charlo's car. So, uh, I might be fighting a guy that's 5 and 0, but they got about 10 people in line for me. They really just testing me, man. They've been giving me, they've been, uh, my last guy, 
he fought this guy named Javier uh, Martinez on ESPN. They went the whole six. Dude had been on TV. Real durable dude, winning record. Uh, never really been knocked out or nothing like that. But, uh, like, I just caught him clean, finished him, and won. Nobody from my team expected that, but I told them, like, anybody that's in my way, it's going to look like I'm fighting the same guys I was fighting starting off. But that really was a step-up fight, but they're going to step it up even more with the six-rounder probably give me an undefeated guy or something like that. But um, You're going to be I'm, ready, though. I'm, it ain't going to be no thing. Yeah, I'm going to be ready. No, nah, because I work hard, and, uh, you know what I'm saying, I pray. I just keep God first, and – it, my mind is really just on dominating. Like, it's it, under any circumstance, like, winning is what I'm going to do at the end of the day. I can't go home without the win. So, uh, I know it sounds kind of cliche or it sounds like something a lot of people say, but that's really my mindset going into boxing. Though. No, you got to look, you got to, you got to speak it into existence and then, and then work it and then work through it. Right. That's all. That's all. Ain't nothing right. wrong with that. Um, are you a movie guy? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm more of a. I, I love movies too. I am a movie guy. I've been to the movies in a while, but I'm more of a like. I like documentaries. Like I like learning stuff. Like okay, learning, sit down, learning stuff. Uh, black history, just different. Anything really, food documentaries, anything for real. Okay, cultural stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Yes, sir. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and let you go because I know you want to get back in there and, and get with the guys and everything to finish out. So, ladies right. and gentlemen, this has been an episode of Full Profits Podcast with my guest, Samuel Arnold the Third. Appreciate you, brother. And thank you for having me, too. Man, I, pre I appreciate it, bro. And yes, as always, remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat when it's taken. We are right. done.